Today's episode is sponsored by Castos. Castos is a podcast hosting platform trusted by thousands of brands. With Castos, you can create as many podcasts and episodes as you want, no matter which plan you choose. Full disclosure, the podcast you're listening to right now is actually hosted on Castos, and I can say with 100% confidence that Castos is the best option. Castos has their seriously simple podcasting plugin for WordPress, making it easy to run your show through your own website. This is a must-have, especially if you're looking to grow your business and audience through SEO-driven content. I've been using Castos for over three years, and the team has always been super friendly, quick to respond, and has supported my podcasting journey since day one. You can find out more by visiting callanbrecken.com forward slash Castos, or just clicking the link in the show notes. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Business Gate Podcast, where we talk about all things business, marketing, and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Callan Brecken, and on today's episode, I have the CEO and founder of Castos, Craig Hewitt. Castos is a highly rated podcast hosting platform built and designed for creators. Castos makes it easy to build, grow, and monetize your show, whether you're a seasoned professional like me or you're just getting started. I've been hosting podcasts on Castos since 2020, and on today's episode, Craig and I are going to be going on a deep dive as to all the reasons why Castos is a great choice for hosting your next podcast. Craig is also a husband to an amazing wife and the father of two wonderful children. When he's not growing Castos, he's spending time with his kids or out in the woods running. I'm really excited to dive into today's episode with Craig and to talk about all things podcasting. So let's jump in. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Craig. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm really excited to dive into some podcasting stuff with you. So let's start off with how are you doing? How's your day? Doing great. Doing great. How about yourself? Awesome. Doing really good. Uh, Recorded a podcast earlier today. And now we're doing another one. So obviously All love right. podcasting. Yeah. A twofer. What a deal. I know, right? So before we jump in, I just wanted to read off some really interesting facts because today is all about podcasts and podcasting. So these facts come to you by, I found them on demandsage.com. They're going to be in the show notes for you. So you can go and check them out. But some interesting facts are one third of the US population listens to a podcast regularly. The podcasting industry market size is just over 23 billion with a B. There are 464.7 million podcast listeners globally. And there are 5 million podcasts globally, like hosted podcasts. So with all of that, I'm really curious, what's your take on some of these stats, Craig? Yeah, I think that, um, you, you know, I was having a chat with our team earlier and and kind of we do a quarterly catch up and, and I kind of said, guys, like, here's the deal. Like we as an industry had had uh, tailwinds for a long time, right? We had the the second coming of age of podcasting, I think, right? We had as bad as COVID was, it was really great for podcasting. A lot of people started podcasting then because there wasn't anything else to do, right? And then from a business perspective, we had like a zero interest rate environment for a really long time where companies could spend on whatever they want. Uh, and now, actually, that one kind of goes both ways because companies are saying like, hey, I don't want to pay Zuckerberg and Google uh, for my customers. I want to own the conversation with them. And so some are coming into podcasting, uh, but some are just saying like, we got to cut somewhere and content sometimes is is that thing. So so that one goes a little bit both ways, but it certainly has changed a lot in the last 18 months. Um, but I think that 
all the statistics that you have here and in the article support the fact that like content has probably never been more popular. I think the reason it's popular is a little different like now, like in the last 12 months than it was kind of ever before. Um, yeah. And I think it's super encouraging and supportive for content in general, especially non-written content. And that gets into like the last six months, which is like AI and the, um, the kind of degradation of written content um, in terms of, of quality and uh, opportunity, I think. Yes, a hundred percent. That I mean, that's definitely one of the reasons why I heavily promote podcasting and why I love podcasting myself is because when you speak, the nuances of a human language spoken out, if you can transcribe that, is going to come across way better than you know. Here's this typical AI article that's very bland and blasé, which you could edit, but it's not the same. There's not that fun kind of back and forth that you can have when you do a podcast. Yeah. Um, what are some of the major benefits that you've seen in your life coming into the world of podcasting? Yeah. So my, uh, my journey coming into podcasting was, uh, maybe like yours kind of right. Like I was a big fan. I listened to a ton of podcasts. I was in like a field-based sales role and it kind of sucked and I didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I was like, I want to do something else. So I started listening to Pat Flynn and tropical MBA and all these, uh, kind of OGs of the, you know, podcasting world, um, startups for the rest of us, Rob Walling. And I was like, gosh, I want to do this too. So I started my own podcast and it was just like me talking to other people that are doing online business. And that's really where I got into the business was by being a participant in the space. And I think it's like a, a huge like opportunity for anybody that's like, Hey, I want to get into running gyms, like go work at a gym. You know, if you want to health and beauty, go work in that industry and you'll find the opportunities and the weak spots and stuff like that. But that's, that's kind of how I got into it. Um, and, and I think that, um, I totally lost your question. I'll start the whole thing over. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. How did you get into podcasting? And then okay. let's take it this way. After those benefits of like you getting into podcasting, why did you then start Castos? Yeah. Okay. Like, I'll give you the shorter version of that again, because that was embarrassing. Um, so oh, word of advice, I don't edit my show. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> to tell you, I I actually uh... love the authenticness of non-edited podcasts, because I think when people see other people get messy and messed up, it shows them that we are human beings, we are real people, and that like there's no such thing as perfection. And it gives other people that opportunity to go, oh, I can do that. Like, it's okay to mess up. You don't have to put out this perfect, polished podcast in order for it to be per like uh, popular and case in point, the podcast I originally started um, with my ex-business partners, the Game and Going Deeper podcast, it is hugely popular, gets tons of downloads and there is zero editing. And I think it's mm. because people kind of like that authentic messiness. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Go. Okay. Well, I was, I was kind of like most of the way home on my story there. Um, but um yeah, like how how and why I started Castos was uh, I started like a product I service where you still do like done for you editing and production. Uh, you would be a bad customer because you don't you don't want your show to be edited. But but a lot of folks do. They don't want to have to worry about it. Um, a customer of ours in that service sent me an email. Was like, hey, a friend of mine in the WordPress space has this plugin that he started and he wants to sell it because he's going to work at Automatic. Um, and the plugin's called Seriously Simple Podcasting. Are you interested? I don't know. Sure. Okay. We bought the plugin and then we built Castos to integrate with the plugin. Uh, and the original version of Castos as a podcast hosting platform only worked with WordPress. 
Uh, and today, about a third of our new customers use WordPress, like yourself. Um, and, and the rest use Castos as a standalone platform if they don't have a WordPress site or they don't care about SEO and owning the turf that their content is on, whatever. Um, that's cool. That's not my <laughs> that's not my fight to, to fight. Um, but yeah, that's how we got started. And, and it's kind of evolved from there where, you know, today we do a ton of stuff, free transcription, a handful of ways to monetize shows, multiple podcasts, unlimited everything, basically continuing with our WordPress integration. Uh, and we continue with our done for you service. So we're a bit of a hybrid. So I'm really excited. You touched upon something there. So let's dive into seriously simple podcasting uh, a little bit more. I, that's how I do this podcast. I run it through my WordPress website. And that's how I advocate everybody do it. Um, and we're going to jump into that. So if somebody wanted to do that, why is that important for SEO? Can we unpack that a little bit? Like, why would somebody actually want to run it through their website? Yeah. So, so there's, there's a handful of reasons. I mean, I think, I think one is, um, especially as you get into the, 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 uh, I don't want to say darker, but like the obsessed side of WordPress and people, uh, people even outside of WordPress, like podcasting 2.0 people who are like, I want to own my feed and control it and hand code it if I want to, um, you know, you're, you're a Castos customer or you're a simple cast or a Libsyn customer. Like you don't own your feed. Like you can pay them, but when you stop paying them, that feed goes away. Um, as long as you pay us at Castos, your feed is there and your, your podcast is alive. But but with Seriously Simple Podcasting, it's a plugin for WordPress that allows you to manage your podcast within WordPress. And the feed for your podcast is, you know, mysite.com slash feed slash podcast. Um, you own that entirely. No one can ever take that away from you. Like absolute worst thing to happen is you just self-host your files and you lose your analytics, but your feed is still there and you control that entirely. So I think that's the first of all. And just like take a half a step back, like the feed is really the thing that makes a podcast a podcast. It's this link that you submit to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Amazon and now YouTube um, to tell those places like, hey, this is the name of my show. This is the description. This is me as the author. This is the image, right? All the meta kind of stuff. And then every episode is just an extra line in that page and that link, if you will. So like owning your feed is really, really, really important. I think there's probably some SEO benefits just to your feed URL being on your website, right? Because think about like Apple Podcasts, a big old huge search directory. YouTube, big old, huge, second biggest search directory in the world next to Google itself. Um, they're saying like, hey, where is the source of this podcast? Oh, it's on Callan's website. Oh, that website must be important, right? So I think like from a feed level, that's like the very, very beginnings of it. But then think about like what you do in this show every time is like, hey, to get show notes and to find out more and connect with me, go to my website, right? And it's not like go to myshow.castos.com, right? Which is like, if you if you didn't have a WordPress site, but it's like the, the goal for all content is to begin a conversation with someone and then let them continue it somewhere else, typically, right? It's podcast, it's YouTube, it's social media, all those things just funnel, they should, to your website. And on your website, people do things. And ideally, we think they should sign up for an email list, right? And, and that, that just because like, People get to your website and find out more about you and love it and want to take that next step and that first level of engagement with you. Um, and so like those are really like the five pillars we think of like a successful media brand is like social media on top, just awareness, right? Engagement at the podcast level. So YouTube and, and podcasting and then the website and email finally is like the 
the kind of steps that you want somebody to go through, but it's got to go back to your website because it's a place that you own. It's a place where people can engage with you. You can customize the heck out of it. WordPress is like the the OG, like no code tool. Right? And you can just literally do anything you want with WordPress. And so, I mean, we're we're huge fans. Um, Automatic itself is one of our investors. We're just huge fans of, of open source and of WordPress. And I think that anyone who takes their content and their podcast really seriously should own where it's distributed from. And you can yeah. have tools like Castos that sit on top of that to manage like the file delivery and stuff, just like you would have a, a Vimeo account for, for video hosting. You're not going to host your files on your WordPress server. It's, it's a, it's almost the same analogy. Um, but, but you a hundred percent should own where your content lives. Otherwise you're at risk of the crazy stuff we see with X and Twitter right now, right? Like Elon Musk just rips, you know, all these handles away from people and and what are you going to do? You know, you're literally going to do nothing. I mean, the the few things that you own entirely in this world are your email list, your domain, and your feed, your podcast feed, right? No one is ever going to take my podcast feed away from me because it is roguestartups.com, just like yours is. Um, like that. So I, I think that, yeah, there's there's always like a little bit of extra work and we got to update WordPress and we got to pay SiteGround for hosting or whatever. But like it is... It is such a no-brainer for people that want control and ownership over their content. A hundred percent. Your your question was about SEO, but <laughs> but I think that it starts it starts with like control and ownership because without it, all this other stuff we do is for naught, right? Because someone can just come tomorrow and go take this away. I mean, yeah. SEO you can install Rank Math or Yoast or whatever it is, right? To to optimize your posts for SEO, you can embed transcripts, which is something we do. Um, you can optimize, you know, posts and meta and things like that, images um, that that even, you know, I consider the the podcast websites we make at Castos pretty good, like right out of the box, but but they're not anywhere near what you can do in a WordPress site. Um, so I think it's just like the the depth and intentionality of of SEO that you can do with your content. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you just preached my whole thing. I, <laughs> I, I'm always drilling this home with clients and with people of being like, you only own your domain and your website. You only own your email list and you only own that feed. And so do you really want to give that power away to other companies or organizations and build their SEO juice? Because taking it back to kind of the beginning of that is, um, all these big platforms, if you're hosting it through your feed, they're pointing in that direction. That's telling Google, hey, this website's important. Over time, all of those links from those websites are eventually going to feed into yours and they have good domain ratings. They probably have high domain ratings, which is going to build your personal domain rating. We're getting really nerdy in the weeds here, uh, but that's kind of like how Google rates your website, your trust. Are you trustworthy? Um, and you're going to get all of that sent back to your website and that's going to help build your business and you're going to own that. Whereas if you're doing that on a different platform and you're not pointing that into the direction of your website, you're building somebody else's dreams. I mean, they're still yours, but they will own that power just like you were talking about X and Elon Musk and all this. If they want to turn it off or shut it off or go out of business or whatever, what have you you got to start from scratch again, or you got to scramble really, really fast. Um, so I'm glad, I'm so glad you brought up all that stuff because it just lights up my inner nerd like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give you an interesting kind of meta example here. 
um, our domain rating is super high. We we do a bunch of content and a bunch of SEO for Castos as a as a business and as a brand, but a lot of our link juice comes from customers not owning their website and pointing things at you know myshow.castos.com, which doesn't give us quite as much you know, link juice and, and authority as just the root domain, but we have some amazing links to, to subdomains of our site, which, you know, we wouldn't be, I don't think anywhere near where we are with, without that. And so it's kind of an example of what you're talking about is like, we get link benefit or SEO benefit from other people's content that host with us, which is, is kind of, kind of intended, but, um, but, but pretty, pretty interesting. Right. Um, you touched upon transcripts a little bit, and this goes in with the SEO conversation. So can we talk a little bit more about transcripts and what you've been yeah. doing over at Castos with that? Yeah. So so we've had transcripts for a long time, uh, two or three years. <gasps> <laughs> are you are you vibrating? How embarrassing. No. Uh, okay. So this is uh, that's, okay. This is great. Aside um, in the U.S. today. The entire country just got a, a like uh, an SOS alert. Um, so people will know when this is gotcha. October 4th at like 2.20 <laughs> in the afternoon. Uh, the entire country just got like a test of this like emergency broadcasting on their phones. So, ah, okay. Well, my I, bad. No, it's all good. Hey, like I said, this is a live show. We like to spice things <laughs> up here, keep things fresh. <laughs> um, that was really, and my phone is silenced. So I don't even know how that happened. But, um, Transcripts. We've had transcripts for like two or three years. They're amazing because we believe so much in SEO. Um, kind of like we've been publishing to YouTube for two or three years. The whole concept of like the the, the highest leverage that you have as a podcaster is you and I will have this conversation and you'll get video, you'll get audio, you'll get transcript, you'll turn that into a blog post, put the transcript on the blog post, you'll cut this up into social clips and put them on social media, YouTube and all that kind of stuff for an hour's worth of work, right? It's amazing. It's the, no one else can do this, right? But you got to have transcripts and you don't want to be like, okay, I'm going to download my thing here and I'll upload it to Rev over here and blah, 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 blah. So anyways, we had, we built in transcripts and we were charging for it for a while because it just costs a lot of money for us to do that. Turns out AI is amazing and way better at transcribing than historical transcription services um, to where now we offer it entirely for free for all of our customers and it's way more accurate than, than it ever has been. We have things like custom dictionaries where you can put in your first name, which I'm sure got spelled wrong all the time. All the time. Every um, single freaking <laughs> time. Our company name. It. Yeah. Our company name got spelled wrong all the time. Um, and uh, and we support 19 languages out of the box. Um, and so not just people speaking English, but all the Romance languages, Russian, Ukrainian, Chinese, Japanese. Right. So um yeah. And because we firmly believe that like the the biggest potential kind of like power in podcasting is this redistribution of content to help people find you in other ways like SEO, but also like the transcript unlocks a lot of things for you as a creator and then kind of selfishly like for us as a platform, right? Because like you can imagine fast forward six months, how much information we'll have if 80% of the episodes on our platform are transcribed. What can we do to, to help you to say, hey, Callan, um, I see you've talked about this, this, and this. We haven't talked about this yet. Maybe that's an episode. Or these have been your last 20 guests. You probably should reach out to these 10 people because I think they'd be a good fit for your show. Um, so it's a little bit of us wanting to help you, but it's a little bit of 
well, now and a little bit in the future, us having more information and more knowledge to to do some pretty cool like LLM stuff to say like, not just repurposing content, which I would put in the kind of basic bucket, but like, how can we more intelligently help you create content um, and plan and be strategic about it? Wow. Okay. So you just kind of blew my mind because I never even had thought about it like that. I, from, you know, the creator point of view, I looked at it as the more to break down search engine optimization for people who might be listening, who don't really know what it really means. It's like, think of it as like dating Google. And if you want Google to recommend you a lot, you need to date Google a lot. And the only way to do that is by putting out textual context for um, Google to understand. So the more text you put out, the more Google understands who you are and what you're talking about. Each blog post is like a date with Google. The more you put out a blog post, you go on more dates, the more Google likes you, the more Google recommends you. Um, and so with transcripts, the reason I always make sure that they're uploaded into the blog post that is the podcast episode is so that all of that text information can be read by Google and Google can find out more specifically what I talk about, who I am and what my website represents. And that helps feed your SEO juice. I never even got to the point of being like, and then I want the AI to read all of this and be like, oh, this person's in this world. You should reach out to them. Like that is a whole other, is that stuff you have coming down the line that you're just like dropping bombs here? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely in our pipeline. It's definitely on a roadmap because, because yeah, I mean, tra transcripts themselves are just not that, um, they, they have a use, right. And you describe what they are, but, but they also just unlock a ton of other stuff for us as a platform to help you. And, and that's really, I think, way more opportunity than that. I mean, SEO is really important. You take SEO way more seriously than most podcasters. And so I'd say our average customer kind of doesn't care as much about that. They as should. They, do. they should, <laughs> but, but they, you know, it's funny. I think a lot of podcasters, um, well, it's obvious that uh, less than half of our customers use WordPress because they just don't take the web presence of their content that seriously. They're like, hey, cool. Your websites are perfectly fine. And they're they're really great. They're super beautiful. They're much better than a lot of beginning points for WordPress sites. Um, but but they don't have a lot of upward mobility from there. And that that's kind of like by design. We say, hey, this is like, if you need a basic solution, this is it. But if you really want to take it seriously, we have a better thing over here that requires a little bit of elbow grease and you kind of know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, I, I would say I would say the other, I think you kind of hinted at this, but like uh, currently Google doesn't understand audio. It's one of the few things it doesn't understand, right? It understands video if it's on YouTube. It understands it really well because it transcribes it, but th that's the only reason it, it understands video. Um, and so, yeah, it crawls the internet to understand written stuff on your site and meta tags and H1s and all that kind of stuff. Um, but But if you just have the podcast player there, like it might know that there's a podcast there, maybe depending on how the schema you have set up, but but certainly doesn't understand that I'm the guest on this episode and I'm associated with Castos and that my Twitter is this. Um, and I think that's where really good transcription and integrating the transcript with other kind of meta, like SEO meta things on your site is so valuable. Mm -hmm. The re Yeah, and the reason I saw this is because with the per first podcast I launched with my business partners, I just did this because in my head, I was like, well, I want to own the property or I want my business and business partners. I want us to own this property. And we didn't put out any other blog posts. We didn't do anything. And I wasn't building that website for that business. We were all 
you know, solo entrepreneurs and we came together collectively. So we all had our own things. And I was like, okay, well, let's just host this on the website just, you know, to, you know, make sure that we own it and that kind of a thing. And it was through that process and like the two years of building that podcast that I saw our numbers just continuously grow our natural Google. Like people were just finding us on Google like crazy. And our domain rating, I think it grew to like 34 in less than like a year or two years. I didn't really time it, but like somewhere in that, which is so huge considering we did literally zero SEO work on it. We did like all we did was run it through our website and that built all these natural links and all these things back. And then we got discovered. And now that I think they're getting about 40, 50,000 downloads a month, which is amazing for them. And like, I don't know if that same amount of success would have happened had we not had all those extra factors building into the searchability of the podcast. Yep. Yep. Which is absolutely huge. And one of those huge things is also adding YouTube in. So making sure that, you know, we're recording the video right now, if you're going to do this hour's worth of work, why not get the video and audio and utilize that as well? So what are you doing over at Casto? So what have you noticed in regards to YouTube and SEO and how this all plays and works together? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, there, there are probably smarter SEO people than me that can talk about like YouTube SEO to website SEO, because I think even like working with our SEO person, that's a fuzzy or a, a dotted line, you know? Um, I, I think it just makes sense, right? If you have our content, for example, we have a pod, we have a YouTube video about podcast topics that should live on the podcast topics blog post and be embedded there. And then they think Google sees that blog post and it's like, wow, kind of like we're talking about, it's got the blog post and it's got a YouTube video that's about the same thing. Hmm. They must really know what they're talking about. Um, and the same is true for a podcast episode, right? With podcast episode, it gets the audio player, it gets the show notes, so a page of summary, it gets the YouTube video and it gets the transcript all in the same post. Um, I mean, I think... I think um, the opportunity for YouTube is definitely there with SEO because it's a big search engine. And to me talking about like demographics, my my kids, I have an 11 and almost 13 year old, like literally all they do is sit on YouTube all day. Um, and, and I think as we, as like, you know, getting to middle age for you and definitely middle age for me, people are like, hey, how am I going to, you know, continue to talk to the, the target audience that I want, like you got to go where they are. And it is TikTok and YouTube right now. And so I think if you're not, and I don't think that's dating this content too much because I like stuff to be evergreen, but like I would take a bet with anyone that YouTube is not a much bigger presence in all of our lives in two years. Like I think, I think we're just at the beginning of it really. Right. Um, And so as us, as content creators who searchability and discoverability of our content, which is all that SEO, it's just SEO is helping these algorithms find your stuff better. If you're not present on what arguably is probably going to be the most important platform for discoverability in the future, the hell, excuse me, what the heck are you doing? You know, like we can swear on this podcast. Okay. All the time. <laughs> like, like what the, what the hell are you doing? Um, wasting your time to create, I mean, really it's a waste, uh, just audio content because you can't put it on YouTube. You can't, create short clips for social. Um, it's just such a missed opportunity. I'll tell yeah. you the 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 bit of a hack that, I don't know if it's just a hack, but we're just really kind of coming around to it. And, and like somebody has been doing this very, 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 very well for a long time is Joe Rogan. 
not a big Joe Rogan fan, but he's been doing it really well for a long time as he has these three hour podcast episodes and then he cuts them up into a dozen 20 minute clips. And then this is the thing for YouTube, I think for podcasters is like you and I'll talk for 30, 45 minutes. And then what you probably will do is take the whole thing and upload it to YouTube, which is like where we all start. And then maybe you do some short clips for Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that or YouTube shorts. And that's cool too. But then I think like next level stuff is taking kind of each segment of this, because we'll have five or six segments and make it its own regular like landscape clip. I call these mids um, because people want an answer to a very specific thing or they want to see a very specific thing in YouTube. It's not like a podcast where they want to listen to the whole story of me starting, you know, this and that and the other and, and kind of my whole journey. They just want like the blurb, right? But a lot of times the blurb is longer than 60 seconds, which is what a YouTube short can be. And so it needs to be two, five, 10, 20 minutes. And th this is where like, if I was coaching someone on YouTube strategy, I would say, first of all, record, <laughs> record video, right? Use Zoom or use Riverside or whatever record video, put the whole thing up there. And that's cool for like overall discoverability and everything. But but what happens a lot there is that very few people are going to watch a 45 minute episode. And one of YouTube's big kind of algorithm things is completion percentage. How much of the entire thing does somebody watch? And that's probably going to be pretty low to the point where we did an experiment last year and we took our podcast off YouTube because we we're like, hey, is it detrimental to us to publish this long thing that nobody's going to watch? Turns out it didn't really matter. I, I think this is an evolution, so I would kind of keep an eye on it. But then I would publish the short segments. I won't call it clips, the mids, the two to five to 10, 20 minute clips um, and give them an SEO optimized those, right? Because then you have five chances for SEO for this conversation, not just one. Um, and pretty good chance that I'm going to watch a two or a five minute clip, but there's almost zero chance I'm going to watch a 45 minute whole episode on youtube yeah that's me but but then i think you have your bases covered either way and unlike conventional google for written content like if you took a blog post and chopped it up into 10 pieces google would not be happy right but youtube loves it because it really is a different piece of content than the original piece so i mean this is the this is the big opportunity for taking like content repurposing and putting on steroids for youtube yeah Definitely. And and it is true. I do have some curiosities around it because YouTube's always changing the algorithm. What I do currently is I think it's it's called Harpa. Have you heard of Harpa? It's an AI tool. Mm -hmm. And so when I upload my episodes, I let it, you know, go through and do its own transcriptions. And then I open up Harpa and what I'll do is it'll do like short synopsis. And so it'll mm -hmm. do timestamp synopsis and it'll I'll ask for a short one. It'll shoot out 10. And then that's my automatic my automatic chapters. And it picks kind of the pivotal moments or the things we've talked about where it's like, okay, this was an overarching theme. Let's pick that as a point. And so that chapters out everything for me automatically. And I find that that really helps the people who like just want those things. They have the chapters that they can go and look up those specific things within the episode and also have like a summary of the episode because yeah. I'm, I'm a one person show right now. I'm not cutting up everything, doing the edit. It's like, that's, that's already enough. My curiosity around YouTube is, I like long form content. I like watching the long form content. I more regularly than not am recommended long form content to watch on YouTube. Like the average mm. 
length of episode on my YouTube that is recommended to me is a is usually minimum like 15 minutes minimum interesting and okay. then and I also get like hour to three hour long things recommended to me on a regular basis so my curiosity is is does the system know I like to watch long form content so it'll send me long form content because the previous podcast I had all of its long form content I think they're around 10,000 subscribers now um but those listeners like the long form content in that platform. And so it keeps building on top of itself and finding other people who like long form content. So I'm curious, is it's like, if you're in one camp, you're long form, that's who's going to get recommended to you, you can still build a good audience. Or is the short form the way to go? Because, you know, everybody can do the short form, but the like, I don't want to say the ADD of it all, but like the, <laughs> it's very the, yeah. the, the like non-attention span, that's not my audience. That's not who I want to target. So do I want to invest in that space to do that? Because they aren't even my actual target audience that I know will watch the whole way through. will go through the commercials, eventually add to more clicks for me than the short form. I'm very curious about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I mean, I think that what you're saying is is right on that certainly the algorithm suggests length videos that you would likely watch. Like, I think that's that's pretty fair to assume. But I think that for me, like with the mids is you can have your cake and eat it too. You can publish the long form stuff and the, it will suggest the long form stuff to long form folks. And then people who like two to five minute videos, it will, it will suggest those because it answers a, a subset. Also, what you said though is totally fair, which is like, even using a tool like Harpa to auto chapter, and then you could throw this, the whole thing in Descript and edit it pretty easily in Descript. I guess another hour of your work. Plus then you got to optimize all five of those segments. Um, but, but I think that like, I don't know. I mean, we're already at such an advantage from being so efficient with, we'll create this one hour conversation, especially if we're not editing it, then there's no extra time afterwards that as opposed to writing like long form content, like you got to research and you got to write it and you got to edit it and you got to SEO. Like if you don't have to do like that stuff, then, then maybe the time that you have saved by video podcasting as a medium, you can make up by creating more versions of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think as like, if somebody's starting or wanting to start a podcast, um, that just starting and getting the basics done first is a great place get you know go through your website yeah. put out your stuff and then as your team builds or as you grow and build a team you can do all that fun stuff you can do the cutting up and making it smaller and creating all that short form and doing all that social i don't do it because i hate social media and i hate all that stuff but eventually i realize as my business grows that's gonna be there it's just it's gonna be somebody else's job to do all that and right now i think of like okay what's the most important things that's going to drive the business the furthest right now and it's getting the content out there and in saying this do you think it's too late for somebody to jump into podcasting or to start podcasting if they wanted to yeah probably no i mean <laughs> no i mean it, it, it's just like anything else right like the best time to start was yesterday the second best time to start is today uh we I, I have chats with our, our Castos Productions service customers where we do done for you kind of editing and production service all the time. And they're like, I've been looking at doing this for a while, but I know now is the right time because I have this opportunity in my business. I'm going to publish a book or I want to start my own business or whatever. And, and like, 
it's just not that hard. Like you said, like, it's just not that hard. We're on Zoom right now. You get a hundred dollar microphone like this. You don't have to have the, the fancy lights or anything. hundred dollar microphone. Like, yeah. I mean, this is my second. No, this is an $80 microphone. My first one was a hundred dollars and I've been doing this for eight years and have thousands of episodes. It just doesn't have to be that hard. Um, you can and probably should get more sophisticated as you go. Like you're saying, like, I'm sure if we talk in a year, you're going to be like, Craig, I have this crazy YouTube strategy that's going on and it's interlinking and metadata back to my website. And that's like, that's how we should go because you'll get started. You'll get some initial like traction and and data, which is like, Ooh, I met this interesting person like you and I met, right? Super interesting. I'm really glad we got to meet, which we wouldn't have if it wasn't for your show. Um, and, and I think that's like, I mean, this whole business was for me starting a podcast. Like how crazy is that? That like a multi-million dollar business and investors and employees and all this kind of stuff just from starting a podcast. And literally every day I talk to customers and it's the same story. I started a podcast and this thing that happened and I got hired over here for my dream job or I met my partner or whatever, you know, got this great opportunity. Um, There's zero chance it will happen if you don't start. Um, so just start. And here's the thing, man, you know, it is going to be terrible, right? Like your first 10 episodes are going to be horrendous. Damn, right? your you're first not gonna 20, know, 30, 40. <laughs> you're not going to know how to talk. You're not going to know how to interview. You're not going to know any of that stuff. And so just kind of chalk it up to like the learning curve. And I mean, the thing that a lot of folks don't realize is like, there's no rule that the first episode you record has to be the first one you publish. And so it might be that you record five episodes and none of them see the light of day, but you get a lot better at it through that kind of like uh, applicable practice. And then you get pretty good to where you're like, Hey, this is good enough. I'd be willing to publish this or you just yeah. publish it anyhow. And nobody know that like literally no one's going to listen. And one day you'll be proud of that. Um, yeah. That like I started here and now I'm up here and that's so cool. And that's the, you know what? And I love that. And I hope people do that because I just, um, I saw Amy Porterfield. She was the first guest on the show. Um, she's an entrepreneur. She just released a video on her uh, Instagram about where she started versus where she is today. And it's so many, like so many people follow her and she's very inspirational and they're like, oh, I could never be that. But then you watch this video of her original starting off, like her husband videotaping her. You can see him in the mirror in the background, like all these like janky things. And you're like, oh, wow, seeing that, makes me realize, yes, I can go where you are. It just yeah. it takes time to get there, but you're never going to get there if you don't start. Um, it's like Wayne Gretzky says, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So just take the shot. If you want to start a podcast, it doesn't have to be complicated or difficult. It can be super streamlined and easy. I do recommend that you try to figure out how to route it through your website, which I'm sure if you reach out to Castos and <laughs> Craig, they will help you figure I it out. Um, yeah, actually, do you have like, do you have a service for if people want to either migrate their podcast from where it is, and they take the advice on this podcast, and they want to change over and route it through their website? Do you have systems set up to help people kind of do that or to start their podcast? We do. We do. Yeah, just a, an anecdote on the, the getting started. Uh, we were watching, oh, this is embarrassing, either The Voice or American Idol, and that Ed Sheeran on. Do you know, he wasn't a singer until he was like, 12 or 13. And like his first recording was horrendous, <laughs> like, like just terrible, couldn't carry a tune, all this stuff. And he played it like on national TV and it was just absolutely terrible. He's like, it was terrible, but I knew this is what I want to do. And so I just got a little bit better every day. 
and now like he's you know whatever amazing um anyways uh yes we do we do migrations entirely for free entirely automated either into your wordpress site or into castos so um i i will say this is a really uh this can be a very complicated thing if you um if you don't know what you're doing but mm-hmm. essentially it's kind of like when you move house right you move from cincinnati to washington dc you got to tell the postal service hey don't deliver my mail over here in Cincinnati anymore, deliver my mail over here. Very simplified version, but you pick your stuff up here, put it over here in Castos or on your WordPress site. uh, And then you got to tell Apple Podcasts and Spotify, hey, don't look for my show back over here. If you're watching on video, that's my left hand. (laughs) Look over here on my right hand. Um, And and that's the gist of it. We have tools in both platforms and our support team will 100% hop in and and help you with anything you need because we do it all the time. And it's, it's a bit tedious. So if you don't know what you're doing, reach out. Yeah, it's like your forwarding address. I remember I did it myself. And actually, this is why I became such a Castos fan is because when I first migrated, the website, uh, uh, the podcast originally was on my Squarespace website. And then we had to move it. And I did all my research. And I was like, I found Castos. I was like, well, we're going to route it through our, our website, not my personal website. And that whole process was so obnoxious. <laughs> But I'm so glad I did it because of the results that came from the SEO and growing the business and growing the website and everything um, that it's like, yes, it can be obnoxious and and an arduous process, but I definitely would reach out to the Castles team because y'all over there really helped me. I, I came across things. I was like, what's going on? Why is this wrong? What's not happening? Please help. And like, it wasn't even just like part of a package or anything. It was just like, oh, here you go. Here's the advice. Here's the information. And you were so fast that that created, you know, me being like, okay, I'm going to be loyal over here. And it's just continuously gotten better and better and better. Um, not to continuously plug Clastos, but I mean, <laughs> honestly, there's not, I thank you. We, we try very hard. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. There's not a lot of other platforms I found out there. Cause I really did. I'm a nerd. I do my research as you probably can tell. And there really wasn't a lot of other options to do what I wanted it to do. So I'm really glad that I found it. Um, do you have any like fun, innovative or unique ideas you found from other podcasters um, that you've come across that help promote shows or to build an audience for people? Any advice in that in that direction? Yeah, I think that um, I, I think I just wanted to add one thing to what you were saying is is the the um, the threshold to get started is the opportunity in podcasting, just like with video, right? It's daunting you got to have a nice camera and good lights and all this stuff and that's the reason why 80 people won't even get started right it's easy to get a freaking instagram account and put a bunch of crap out there but that means there's a whole bunch of jokers doing it right if you take podcasting seriously and get the hundred dollar mic and a decent camera like you're already at this level that that so few people are at that the competition's way way less i saw a quote from neil patel that was like one in a hundred websites have a podcast or something like that. So it's just like, that's the the rarefied air that you're already in just by I, default. I actually saw Neil Patel give a talk in Toronto at the collision, like technology, you know, uh, conference. And he was talking about podcasting and the stats between like blogs. It's like one blog for every six people. And it was like one podcast for every like uh, a couple thousand or something like that. And I was just okay. like, yeah. So yeah. if you want to be in front of audiences, podcasting clearly makes more sense because there's so many more people to the one podcast versus, you know, just a regular yep. blog. Um, but yep. yeah, love yep. Neil Patel. Good people. Yeah. 
Yeah. So sorry, there's a bit of a tangent, but um, your question about like innovative things to grow an audience. I think the um, SEO is is like very important in kind of table stakes and something you should just do and do it automatically. It should be the part of the process of, of publishing a show. I think then uh, the two things that I think you can layer on top are social media, especially if you're doing things like video clips. If you don't like social media, I don't like social media. You don't like social media. Then just don't do it, right? There's no rule that says you have to do it. But then the opportunity is like networking with other shows um, and doing things like feed swaps. Like um, if, if you see like podcast networks, like five by five or NPR, like they're always plugging the other shows within the network. And you don't have to be part of a network to do this. Just reach out to, you know, similar but non-competitive shows in your space and be like, hey, uh, we just had this really great episode. Like, do y'all want to like have a clip from it or drop the whole episode into your feed? Uh, and we'll do the same for you. Um, because think about like the way that you start listening to a new podcast is you hear somebody that you know, like, and trust recommend it. And a lot of times those are, are those are podcasts you already listen to are people on social media. And so it's just generally like, that's the framework that I go from is like SEO people trust Google, right? So if you're searching for something and you find it, you Google, okay, sure. I'm going to go with that. But then like, I, I think about like, content marketing outside of Google being social a little bit. And then like the medium that you're already in, which, you know, is podcasting in this space. Nice. Good. Those are really good. That's really good advice. And also guesting. You know, like, I mean, yeah, sure. having yep. the, having the podcast episodes drop on different places. I've heard like one of my favorite podcasts is pivot with Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway. And they've had a couple episodes that like drop from other things they've done and whatever. And it, it's so true. You're just like, Oh, this is really interesting. I really like this podcast. And then you go over to that podcast. Um, so that's great advice, but also, yeah, being a guest, if you're afraid to start your own, but you have something to say or something to share, being a guest on other people's podcasts will get your feet wet and you'll kind of figure out, okay, this is how it rolls. And then that way, when you go to do it yourself, you're like, not as nervous, not yep, as nervous to 100%. kind of jump into it. Um, all right. Do you have any last tips or word words of advice for anybody embarking on their podcasting journey? No, I mean, I think that if you're, if you're just getting started, like don't, don't overthink it too much. Like we have, we have a ton of content, like on our YouTube channel and our blog where you can, you can learn everything you need to know, but, but really like get a microphone, start recording something. Um, an interview is the easiest way to get started because, you know, on this conversation, you only have to speak half the time and we have energy that's backing, you know, bouncing back and forth. Whereas like the most difficult thing is a monologue where I turn the camera on and I stare at that thing for 20 minutes and talk. Like I've been doing this eight years and that is super hard. Uh, and I just won't do it because it's just so much more fun and easy to hop on a call with a friend like this and, and chat. So start with an interview based show or a co-host, probably even better because then you only have to work out the schedule once and say, Hey, two o'clock on Tuesdays, we're going to record. Um, but in terms of format, like pick one of those two, either interview or co-host and just start talking, get you a Trello board with a bunch of ideas and drop them in there and, and, and be consistent. I think it's just the, the most important thing is like have the format publish when you say you're going to publish and that doesn't have to be every week. I think every other week is okay. Once a month is too infrequent and I just wouldn't start until you feel like you can get to every other week. Um, and then, and then learn and, and ask for feedback because like you do a really good job of this is a really genuine show, right? Like there's, there's all the warts and my phone buzzing and <laughs> all this stuff. But, but I think something that you probably also do is say like, 
you know, hey, I'm learning along the way here. And I want to hear from you, listener, about what you like and what you don't like, because you're doing this for them. Like you're not doing this for you. Um, mm-hmm. And so to to ask for feedback is totally appropriate and and just like how we should be doing it, because that's the whole point is like we do this to start a conversation like we were talking about the website before so that we can then continue that conversation, uh, you know, off air. So, yeah. Awesome. That's great. Great words of wisdom for for people looking to start their podcast. Where can people find out more information about you or what podcasts do you host? Yeah. So uh, if you want to find out about Castos, so we're at castos.com, C-A-S-T-O-S.com. Um, on social media, the best place for me is probably LinkedIn. Uh, just search Craig Hewitt there. Um, and I have a personal podcast called Rogue Startups. It's how I got started in all this. And it talks just about kind of my entrepreneurial journey as as a business owner, as a founder. Um, I had six and a half years with a co-host, and earlier this year he decided to take a step back. So we're we're kind of finding our way still there. That's a that's a pretty big transition to have a show <laughs> go like this for so long, and then be like, okay, we're going to do something different here. Oh yeah, um, so I was there, kind of finding my way there. Nice, cool, awesome. I'll make sure all that stuff is in the show notes for everybody if they'd like to find out more. Craig, thank you so much for your wisdom and for coming on the show. I really appreciate you and all the things that you and your team are doing over at Castos. Keep up the amazing work. My pleasure. Thanks so much. Holy smokes. What an amazing episode. I could have literally talked to Craig for hours about podcasting because clearly I'm a giant nerd and we both like a lot of the same things in regards to podcasting. Uh, I really liked what he had to say about how you can take one podcast and just like use it in so many different ways from just doing one hour of work and then it just transcribes over to all these different other places. It's a really, really powerful tool that you should seriously consider using in your business. Thanks again today for tuning in. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And if you really liked today's episode, I would love a star rating from you. The Business Gay Podcast is written, produced, and edited by me, Callan Brecken. And if you're looking to start your own podcast, maybe you can give me a shout. Or if you want to get a SEO website audit for free, you can head on over to callanbrecken.com forward slash audit. And I would be happy to do that for you. So thanks again for today. I hope you have the most magical day. Peace, love, rainbows. Okay.